Hi, I'm Pat Kelly. And I'm Peter Oldring, and we're the hosts of This Is That. Are you kidding? For over a decade, we were radio's go-to source for completely fabricated news. You must be joking me. And now, we're back in podcast form. We've selected some of our favorite stories from over the years and put them in one convenient location. Sugar in the tap water. Bilingual dog park. Charging to see wildlife. This Is That, coming soon on CBC Listen and everywhere you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hello and welcome to Canada's premier stand-up comedy show, Laugh Out Loud. I'm your host, Ali Hassan. Today, I'll be presenting sets from two comedians that you'll be hearing for the first time on our show. I've said this before, but it bears re-mentioning that part of the mandate of Laugh Out Loud is to travel this country and introduce our listeners to new comedic voices. And that is what we're doing today. This first comedian began her career in Beijing, China. That's interesting. But it's even more interesting if you know that she's a black woman from Toronto. Things went well in China. She was a runner-up in the Beijing Improv Comedy Festival. But things have been going even better back home. From Accent on Toronto, here is Tamara Siobhan. Hello, how's everyone doing? Oh my gosh, so happy to be here all the way from Scarborough. Yeah, Scarborough is my hometown. It's a rough hometown to have. I don't know if you guys know a lot about Scarborough. Scarborough is the only place that has no welcome slogan. Yeah, they don't care if you're coming. Which is crazy because every other place does have a welcome slogan. I looked it up in Ontario, every other place has one. Like if you were all to close your eyes right now and think of the second worst place in Ontario and be like, there is no way they have a slogan, you would be wrong because Barry does have one. (laughs) Barry actually has two slogans. They have one on the way in and then they have one on the way out because they don't know Barry's gonna be for you, right? <laughs> On the way into Barry, the slogan is just, Barry, well played. <laughs> Which we can all agree as a room, absolutely not, okay? But on the way out, the slogan is just, Barry, good enough. Which is proof that the person that made the slogan has never been to Barry. <laughs> but it gets worse. Even the worst place in Ontario has a slogan. Even Oshawa has a slogan. I don't know if anyone from Oshawa is here right now because your GO train's probably leaving. Um, <laughs> Oshawa's slogan's so bad <laughs> that I kind of like it. Their slogan is just Oshawa. Prepare to be amazed. (laughs) Which is super tricky because they don't say how. (laughs) Like, is it going to be the scenery of Oshawa? (laughs) Or is a homeless guy going to try to open my car door with his teeth? (laughs) Both amazing, just different. So I want to get something going for Scarborough. I think that we deserve a slogan, right? I want to get something going with, for Scarborough. And like, based on applause and laughter, we're going to figure out a slogan for Scarborough tonight. Are you guys down? Yeah. 
So I was thinking, I have a couple in the bank, maybe just like Scarborough, it's where you are. <laughs> you know? <laughs> just some informational stuff, like a little legend, right? <laughs> or maybe just Scarborough, lock your doors. <laughs> Or maybe just Scarborough, keep driving. <laughs> Anything will do, you know? It is nice though, moving from Scarborough to Toronto is a whole different situation, okay? Because when you move to Toronto, I don't know if anyone understands this, but like when you're in Toronto, people suddenly that you've never talked to in years want to visit. They're always like, oh my gosh, you moved to Toronto. I've always wanted to go. Let me come and visit you. And it's like, please don't visit me in a place I can barely play, pay rent for, you know? Can barely pay rent. And so they come and they're always like, okay, so my friend came from Atlanta. And that's a place that, I mean, whatever. And so <laughs> I see why she needed to vacation, you know? So she comes and she's like, oh my gosh, I was looking things up on Wiki Travel, and you know what I wanna do? I was thinking we could go to the 360 restaurant. I was like, oh, you want me to pay my rent to the CN Tower? That is so insane. But I was like, don't worry, girl, let's go, let's go. So I brought her to Union Station <laughs> and I got outside and I was like, there it is. There's this 360 restaurant. And she's like, well, I was hoping we could eat there. And I was like, oh, you wanted to eat in the sky. No, okay. I got street meat from the side, put it in her hand, spun her around twice. And I was like, that's your 360 experience. <laughs> she's like, well, we should do something. I was like, what do you want to do? She's like, maybe we should go to the aquarium. The aquarium, Ripley's Aquarium in Toronto. And believe it or not, it is $50 to get in. That is so crazy. I walked in, immediately had to give them 50 bucks, and they're like, oh, do you want coat check? I was like, coat check? What is this, a nightclub on King Street? Okay. And I gave them my coat, and then they gave me my ticket, and I walked in, and I was really excited. I was like, finally, something exciting in Toronto that I haven't seen before. They scanned my ticket. They're like, welcome to the aquarium. Your first exhibit, introducing the King Crab. And I was like, wow. The king crab, amazing, that looks great. <laughs> and they're like, oh, but here's a crowd favorite. Everyone loves this one over here, the second exhibit, the Atlantic Cod. And I was like, <laughs> what is this? What is this? And like, oh wait, come on, everybody loves this one. The Pacific Shrimp. And I was like, <laughs> you guys better step it up soon. Cause right now it looks like I'm just shopping for dinner at No Frills. Where the hell are the sharks? It's crazy, man. And like, I want a deal, right? Because I am a Jamaican Jew, I'm a Jamaican Jew. And that's not a joke, I really am one. I'm the biggest minority. I'm a Jamaican Jew woman, I have a lot of jobs. <laughs> they can't say no. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh my, oh my God, oh my gosh, a Jamaican Jew, wow, that's so exotic. That is so exotic. And every time I hear a white person say, that's so exotic to me, I translate it for them into, our culture hasn't taught us this part. Cause that's how I know. And like, what was it like growing up every day as a Jamaican Jew? I was like, as a Jamaican? <laughs> Get it right? 
And thank you for asking, I woke up every day screaming at my mom. <laughs> woke up every day being like, mom again from the top. Okay, are we cheap or are we broke, okay? <laughs> it is so hard to tell. My mom is an interesting woman. She uh, wanted to set me up really well in life. She asked me to do a lot of things that I think are for her. She tried to tell me to find herself a white man. She's like, find yourself a white man. Find yourself a white man. He's gonna take care of us. <laughs> and I was like, who is us, mom? Dad's black, okay? We need to talk about this. And she's like, no, 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 find yourself a white man. It's gonna be really good. Everything will be taken care of for the rest of your life. It was a bad time to tell her that there's a 50-50 chance that was gonna happen um, because I am a bisexual woman. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know if you have ever had this happen, but like I was bisexual. I didn't want to tell anyone for a long time. I accidentally came out to the Globe and Mail. <laughs> which is a very horrific thing to have happen. <laughs> they were asking me about my comedy journey. Like, tell us about your comedy journey. I was like, okay, when I sit down and think about like how I can inspire so many people and how many lives I can change with my stand-up comedy and the fact that I'm secretly bisexual. He's like, whoa, slow down, I can't keep up, right? And then two weeks later, my mom came home and she's like, uh, I'm sorry, you're bisexual? And I was like, what? <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> and she slammed the paper down. She's like, uh, the Globe and Mail. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, I never thought that you'd see that. I never thought you'd see that, because no offense, mom, but you strike me as more of a Toronto sun gal. <laughs> like, I had no idea that you were reading at this level. Because <laughs> if you are in fact doing stocks, why do we live in this garbage apartment? <laughs> Those are my questions. And so I finally, after a year, brought home what she wanted, a white man, and I was really excited to do it. I was like, oh my gosh, mom, introducing, you guys are gonna love it, introducing my boyfriend, a white man. And she's like, can we talk for a second? Can we talk for a second? She's like, what is that? And I was like, oh, that's a white man. And she's like, no, that's a Croatian man. She's like, that is a white man with struggle, okay? How are you ever gonna get a home? And she's not wrong. We go to bed holding hands every night, being like, why do we have the same credit score? So, <laughs> you know, it's a rough time. We learned a lot about each other. We learned a lot. Like, we do a lot of things together now that we normally wouldn't do together that makes you learn a lot about your partner. Like, voting day came around. And voting with your partner is very interesting because we hadn't voted together for the first time ever. And so we're like, oh my gosh, okay, voting day. He's like, voting day. I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, okay, we're brushing our teeth in our his and her sayings. We live at his parents' house. Um, <laughs> so I'm brushing and he's brushing. He's like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. I'm like, this is exciting. He's like, do you have your voter's card? I'm like, I have my voter's card. Do you have your voter's card? I'm like, I have my voter's card. And he's like, okay, let's go. And we go outside, we're holding hands, we're swinging arms down the street, just uh, ready to cancel out each other's votes, so. I was like, I know who's not winning this time, us. Uh, but there's a lot of things in an interracial relationship that you have to do that you're like, I don't want to do this with you, right? He sat me down for his birthday. He's like, for my birthday, I have something really, really nice planned for us. He's like, sit down. For my birthday, we are going to go camping.
And I was like, um, who are you talking to? <laughs> He's like, just send me a hundred bucks, and then that covers everything for the weekend. I was like, oh my God, just that cover everything for the weekend? Okay, you've got me messed up, okay? There is no black woman that is going to pay any white man a hundred dollars to just pretend to be homeless. I was like, I'm sorry, have you not read the black history? We don't sleep outside no more, okay? Straight up. And he's like, don't worry, babe, you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it because we're gonna portage. <laughs> and can I just say the word portage? Way too eloquent of a sounding word for what the activity is. <laughs> to me, portage sounds like Louis Vuitton. Okay, when he said we were gonna portage, I was like, ooh, babe, what cheese is that? <laughs> I thought we were fondueing, okay? Do you guys know what portaging is? For, <laughs> for anyone that doesn't know what portaging is, I'll explain it in my light real quick. Portaging is when you get into a car, uh, usually with a white family, <laughs> and then <laughs> you head somewhere that they just call up north. Just up north. <laughs> I asked so many times where we were going. I was like, where are we going? They're like, we're going up north. <laughs> I was like, no, but where are we going? They're like, we're going up north. It's like, ooh, that's a direction. <laughs> you know how I know? Because Rogers doesn't know where we are. <laughs> Does this place have a name? Okay. And they always bring you to a little place called Bass Pro Shops. Along the way, I don't know if anyone knows about Bass Pro Shops. It's like a little mansion in a parking lot in Vaughn. <laughs> and then you walk inside and everything's camouflage. And you're the target. So, <laughs> you guys have been so awesome. Thank you so much. I've been Tamara Siobhan. Have a great night. That was Tamara Siobhan. You can find more of her and her upcoming tour dates at TamaraSiobhan.com. All right, I have one very special surprise announcement. Laugh Out Loud will be recording a live comedy show in March in Toronto on Friday, March 8th on International Women's Day. Deb Kimmett will be hosting a terrific show with an all-female lineup at the Comedy Bar on the Danforth. We're still crossing T's and dotting I's on the final roster, but you can find out all the details as they get nailed down and reserve your seats at our website, cbc.ca slash laugh out loud. Hey, I'm Tom Power. I'm the host of the podcast Q with Tom Power, where we talk to all kinds of artists, actors, writers, musicians, painters. We had Green Day on the other day talking about their huge album, American Idiot. Nicole Byer came on to talk about ADHD and comedy. And then there's Dan Levy. While we were talking about filmmaking, we talked about his insecurities. I sometimes feel like I have this desire to like perform to be a version of myself that people might like. Listen to Q with Tom Power to hear your favorite artists as they truly are wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's continue with our show. We recorded this comedian at our Okanagan Comedy Festival recording in Kelowna, and her career may be just taking off, but she's found a way to divide her time between the comedy scenes in both Kelowna and Halifax. That's a lot of air miles. Here is Amanda Rose. 
Gosh, you guys are so much fun. You guys having a good night? Yeah. Awesome. I'm feeling good. Uh, I will admit, guys, I'm recovering a little bit from a night last night. <sighs> yeah, I ate a pack of sour skittles so fast I broke it into a sweat. <laughs> so we're working on that. But otherwise, we're doing really well. Uh, my career is going really well, everybody. I have uh, a lot of followers, which is good. Yeah. Um, not doing too well on Instagram. It's just like the three guys in the bushes. I see on the way home from work, but it's good. It is good. Uh, yeah, he mentioned I moved to uh, Halifax last year, originally from Kelowna. Yeah, nice. Thank you. Um, when I was uh, doing it, I drove. I drove all the way across the country. And when I was doing it, people were telling me, they're like, oh my gosh, how the heck are you doing that? Gas is so expensive. And I was like, yeah. You have no idea how many feet pictures I had to sell just to get to Winnipeg. <laughs> okay. Hardest part about that, though, is chasing people around the spa to get the shot, you know? They're slippery. <laughs> no, it was good, though. The drive was really beautiful. We live in a beautiful place. Uh, I was driving through the Rocky Mountains, and I kept seeing all these signs that were talking about this uh, new wildlife rehabilitation center that was opening up. And I was like, oh, that's pretty interesting. So I looked into it. Guys, I had no idea that so many birds of prey had substance abuse issues. <laughs> oh, I knew the owls were always down for a hoot, but... Uh, eagles are all hopped up on Rogaine. <laughs> this round's gonna take. But uh, the cougars, I don't think the cougars need rehab. I think they operate best on a warm summer's eve with, like, two drinks. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, was talking to my friend the other day. We were just, like, updating ourselves on our lives. And I had just bought a car, so I was telling her about that. And she was telling me that she had just got into a relationship with this guy that she was seeing. And I was like, hey, look at us. We're both doing great. I got a used car, you got a used man. Because <laughs> we're in our late 20s. We're all a little used, you know? It's okay. I like to thrift. Thrifted most of my bras, and they give me more support than my ex ever did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I am single, and I'm not gay, even though I do have huge hands and I drive a Subaru. <laughs> Throws people off all the time. <laughs> In high school, they actually used to call me a, a man hands duck. <laughs> yeah, no, it was actually was a really good nickname, because every time I clap, birds just fall out of trees, so... <laughs> It's not bad, it's not bad. But I sometimes, I wish that I could have come out to my parents and tell them that I was gay, as opposed to coming out and telling them that I'm a comedian. <laughs> yeah, because then I feel like they wouldn't ask to come watch as much. <laughs> Maybe just less. No, but sometimes, I don't know, it, being gay seems like the communication is a lot simpler, you know, like between your partners, because it's so difficult to communicate between men and women, you know, traditionally. And uh, I'm like really good at communication, but I've also just worked in hospitality for a really long time. So communicating in intimate matters. Every time I'm coaching a guy down there, I just kind of feel like I'm coaching an elderly person how to use the tip option on the credit card machine. <laughs> You have to be patient with them, right? They didn't grow up with that technology. <laughs> and they're just trying to offer their gratitude, and you get to accept that gratitude like a grieving widow accepts a casserole dish. 
just with pursed lips and low expectations. <laughs> you don't want to look down there. You're just kind of like, oh, yeah, um, I think it's the button on the other side. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to tell you. They all look different. <laughs> Why don't you try uh, swiping it? That might work. Whoa, the network is so slow today. That never happens. <laughs> you could try uh, tapping it. That might work. Uh, I, I tap it at the top, actually. <laughs> yeah, tap it right there and hold. <laughs> yeah, you gotta wait till it makes a sound. <laughs> and then usually at the end, you're like, you know what? Just stick it in. <laughs> I think that'll be better for everybody involved here. <laughs> You guys are fun. <laughs> I, uh, I, like I said, I live in Halifax now, and so I do travel a good amount. I, I fly a lot. And uh, I was on a plane the other day, and I figured out a hack, guys. Do you know how good weed is? <laughs> it's legal. I can say it on CBC now. <laughs> uh, no, I took an edible on the plane the other day, guys. The whole time, felt like I was flying. Oh, my God. <laughs> so good. That was so good. Uh, I got told today, actually, that I have a library face. And I was like, why? Is it because people like to check me out? And then they were like, no, it's because they return you after two weeks. <laughs> oh! Thank you. It's okay. I'm used to it. I was bullied in school. Clap. Is anybody else bullied here? Anybody? A little bit? Yeah, okay, okay. Mine was a little different, though, because I was homeschooled, so... Just... <laughs> Yeah. Don't really know how that works. <laughs> it's hard to go to the principal there. He's got to go, like, straight to social services. <laughs> yeah. Really sucks when you go into your own bathroom and you see, Amanda is a tramp right next to the toilet. <laughs> You're just like, dang. That looks like Santa's writing. <laughs> Good one, Mom. <laughs> uh, I was homeschooled, and uh, whenever I tell people that, they're always really surprised and shocked. They're just like, oh! <gasps> Like, were you super religious? Were you in a cult or something? And I just laugh. I'm like, no, nah, no, I totally got to wear pants when I turned 18. <laughs> Which was great timing, because my first husband had, like, just died. So, <laughs> mm. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> no, I did, I did love being homeschooled. I, I really did. I loved it so much that I actually moved back in with my parents. Um, but in the homeschool community, we just call that working on my PhD. So, <laughs> went back to school. <laughs> Because I feel like there's still, like, a lot to learn from my parents, you know? They have a lot of knowledge and wisdom. My mom's a nurse, and my dad is an MD, so they've got a lot of stuff to be able to pass on. Uh, MD stands for metal detectorist, though. He is not a doctor. <laughs> nope. <laughs> he started metal detecting during the pandemic, which was a fun little hobby that he picked up. And then that led him to just pick up a lot of other things, because <laughs> that's just kind of how it works. Um, he also got really into all the, the freedom rallies that were happening across Canada. You know those? Yeah. He wasn't a freedom fighter. He just really liked to metal detect after all the crowds left. <laughs> Pick up all the crypto wallets. <laughs> um, but it was really neat. It was cool to learn about it. Like, there's a whole world in metal detecting and the de detectorists, you know? They have, uh, they have clubs everywhere. And they're just like regular clubs. You know, they've got a president and then a vice president. And then just everybody fights over who gets to be treasurer. That's, that's like the top dog up there. But it was really cool because, yeah, they're getting older, so 
you know, I want to spend some more time with them and everything. Because uh, not too long ago, my dad, he had a scare. He had like a medical scare. And he had numbness all on one side of his body. And we didn't know what it was. So he went to the hospital. And he's texting me from the ER. He's like, they're uh, putting me in to get an MRI. And I was like, oh, like, this is really serious, you know? And then I thought about it just a little bit longer. And I was like, oh, no, this is like the best day of his life. <laughs> You guys know why? The MRI. It's like the mecca for metal detectors. <laughs> He's like, I got it. I got there. I've been out there detecting. I want to be detected. <laughs> I want to be seen. <laughs> yeah, I love my family, though. They're really awesome. I got to hang out with my uh, grandma and grandpa as well. They're Polish-Ukrainian, so we call them Baba and Gigi, which is so cute. We do that with our grandparents. You know, they're these really respected elders in our community, They've lived through wars, they've lived through famines, they've lived through lead paint, and oh, here comes Bebop and Flip Flop. <laughs> Treat them with reverence, okay? Um, yeah, my Gigi, he was, uh, he was a really awesome guy. He, uh, he was an entrepreneur, he opened up a lot of businesses, and he actually ran a, a, a door factory in here in Kelowna. And he was also a super snazzy dresser, holy cow. That guy could make an entrance. He was making them every day. <laughs> That's just pretty much what he was doing. <laughs> and then my, uh, my Baba was also really cool. She, she was so funny because one time I was at a comedy show and she calls me and she tells me, Amanda, I'm on Facebook and I'm taking one of those quizzes. You know like those quizzes that tell you what potato you should be? <laughs> She's like, I'm taking one of those quizzes what, with what I should do for my life, for my career. And then she's like, and I got stand-up comedian. <laughs> Which is why I totally know she's going to be fine with all the jokes. <laughs> but uh, she, uh, we had to go uh, shopping. She needed some new soap. And so we're in Superstore, and she goes, and she reaches for the six-pack of soap. And then she looks back at me, and she's like, don't worry. If I die, I'll just leave the rest of it in my will. <laughs> yeah. And then she died, and we got five new soap. <laughs> Because she knew how to make an exit. <laughs> yeah, but don't worry, you can laugh. It's my cleanest joke. It's fine. Um, but she did, uh, she did pass away, which was obviously very hard, very difficult. Uh, she had a really great life, and she was able to pass away in her sleep, which was good. And then my mom and I had to go through all the funeral arrangements and everything. Uh, we had to go pick out a nice urn for her because she was getting cremated. And we were looking through all these beautiful urns, and then we were like, no, no that's not what our ancestors would have wanted. Because she was a Baba, right? And if anybody here knows a Baba, you just know they put everything into sour cream containers. <laughs> you know, all of their leftovers. <laughs> they can become the pierogi once more. It's Ukrainian Tupperware, that's what it is. <laughs> and then afterwards, uh, my mom was on the phone with a guy at the funeral home. She's like, so when you cremate her, She's like, what happens to her metal hip joint? Because she had a hip replacement. She was like, so where does that go? And the guy on the other line was like, oh, did you want that? Because we could get that for you if you want. And she's like, yeah, that'd be great. Homeschool moms, what do I say? So then she comes home with this ashy metal hip joint in like a Ziploc bag. I'm very aware people pull back from this all the time. 
But anyways, don't worry. We didn't do anything super weird with it. We just threw it in the backyard. We buried it, and we're waiting for Dad to um, to metal detect and find it. <laughs> you know? Because at one point she was his mother-in-law, and now she's his mother-in-law. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. I've been Amanda Rose. Have a great night. That was Amanda Rose, and you can find her on Instagram at aw.potato. And that is our show. My thanks today to the Danforth Music Hall and the Rotary Center for the Arts in Kelowna, as well as sound engineers Kyle Kudasevich, Roberto Capretta, and Corey Haberstock. And a special thanks to my producer, Lee Pitts. And finally, thank you for listening to Laugh Out Loud on CBC Radio 1 and the free CBC Listen app. My name is Ali Hassan. I'll see you back here real soon. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.